Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Tuesday, December 19, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. We are close to Christmas, less than a week away, but we're in the middle of, towards the end of 26 years of bringing you the voice of the prophets here on uh, both Elijah List, which is the free part that's also written, and then Elijah Streams, also free, which is the video that you're watching. So uh, we're uh, we're just uh, glad to have you here. A quick a couple of announcements. Tomorrow we'll be Cindy McGill, uh, and that will be with Julie. Julie and Cindy wanted to do one together. Um, Cindy is just like, my wife has been with her to some of the trade shows. I won't get all into that right now, but they've gone down where they're ministering to the very, very lost people at some of these trade shows. Um, and so that was, that's kind of where, you know, Cindy has taken booths up, at, um, down, what's it called? Uh, out in the desert, somebody, t- somebody remind me what it's called out there when she goes out to the desert. Um, I'm watching the chat. Nobody's typing burning man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She's got, <clears throat> excuse me, the burning man number of times. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's see. I want to talk about, uh, Robin Bullock will be with us on Thursday. He definitely, he had asked, he doesn't normally do that, but he said, I'd like to come on one more time before Christmas. Usually he just waits and we invite him when we have more openings and then he'll come when he can. But this one, he felt a specific need to be on before Christmas. So I'll be interested to know if something unusual comes because of that. So that'll be great. So that's Thursday morning at 11 o'clock Pacific. So and we have a real special news story that we ran into Florida. We sent the team to Florida a few weeks ago and shot this story of a woman that found the Lord through Elijah's dreams. And Robin Bullock is part of that story. So I saved that to run on the day that Robin was with us on Thursday. So you'll really like that. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, with um, Let's see. With the commercials in mind, let's go ahead and run a, a, a nice spot about what we're doing, not just in Uganda and the other 11, the full 11 countries overseas where we've done wells now, but uh, here in the United States as well. So here we go with that. Many people do not have access to safe, clean water, which is why we have made it our mission to help change that. It takes time prayer and research to identify the right locations for new water wells. As we discover a village that could use clean water, we travel there to get to know the people. We cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well. The exciting part comes next. The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes. A realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. I like that one because it shows all the places, not just overseas, but here in the U.S., where we did some water projects. Mississippi was mentioned, Kentucky was mentioned, and a number of uh, Native American or First Nations tribes were mentioned. Uh, One was off the coast of Alaska where we provided, I think we even had, I believe it was, they didn't have, uh, indoor plumbing at all, and I think we put some a toilet facility in there. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. It was it was like wa- the first one that was water and sanitation related, and then we hooked up uh, eight homes. We ran that story recently. Uh, we've done several different things on or close to Native Americans uh, reservations. It's harder in the U.S. to to do the. It's way more expensive to drill, and there's way more bureaucracy. That the, and I'll just say it because I'm a white man. Uh, there's a whole lot of bureaucracy that the white man has put on the um, First Nations people, even on their own reservations, that they don't have total control of the water in many cases. Um, and that's just, in my view, it's evil. 
that 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 was put on them that way they should have all all the rights to the water that's on their land and many of their lands have been you know raped of of some of the the soil and and there's like because there's been drilling uh for uh, precious um you know rare earth materials a lot of these things have poisonous dirt and you have to go way 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 deep in order to find fresh water uh, for the native americans and then it's more complicated because they tend to live very very spread out with big pieces of land each um in many cases not every case but but anyway we do appreciate next year 2024 we will do more such projects and and we'll be bringing you more stories than we've ever brought from the u.s starting this in 2024 you're going to really enjoy we've got some great stories that we're working on now they've been piling up and getting in line and camera crews are, are lining them up and putting dates on it and so you're going to really benefit by seeing where you're um where when you sowed into elijah's dreams not only into the prophets but uh into those things that we are giving into the kingdom you know some people say well, what are you are you a prophetic ministry or are you a humanitarian ministry and my answer to that is we certainly are <laughs> we're both of those things so we thank you for we thank you but but the lord thanks you too so anyway these last few days of the year so thanks for keeping us in mind with with your year and giving and we thank you very much all right time to bring in demonte edmund so here we go with demonte Monte Edmonds, good to see you. It's the last time we were together was in my uh, my studio, our studio, which we no longer have. Uh, yes. So we've been in in each other's company. We were we I met you in over at Morningstar. What is that? Eight, ten years ago or something? Probably nine years ago. It's been a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That time you had two children, and now there's four. So yes. beautiful family, gorgeous. They told me that last time you were on, they put a picture up here. So. Um, yes. I was considering putting that up, but if you happen to find that, Emily, you can throw it up again because people will see uh, DeMonte's family if you happen to have it close by. Uh, but while we're talking to DeMonte, uh, if that if you happen to see that, I'd love to show people your beautiful family. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you are in, did you say Atlanta? My, you'd moved from Virginia and you're now in Atlanta. Is that where you are? Yes. I've been in Atlanta three years and it works great because I'm flying a lot for ministry. And uh, the airport here gets you everywhere, direct flight. Yeah, I remember speaking of your flight, you told me you, this is years ago now, but you ended up um, meeting, was it uh, Elon Musk's family or something? What was that? Yeah, so, you know, God just giving me this grace that when I'm traveling or even just going about my regular activities, I always meet people of interest. And uh, my wife and I, we were coming back from, uh, we were coming from, I believe, Ireland. We were flying through the UK. And we were in London Heathrow's airport and uh, we were in what, what would be equivalent to their TSA, their security. Yeah. And they, they were really turning up security because they were like at code orange or something for their airport, you know, under some type of threat. And so they're checking everybody's bags, but they're taking a long time. And Heathrow, they're not being very pleasant, very hospitable. They're, you know, they're very just unfriendly at the time. So I'm sitting yeah. there with my wife and I believe my son and my daughter uh, who were little kids. And this man is beside me and he he, my, he talk, he's talking to my daughter. He grabs my, not grab her, but she sits on his knee. He's just talking to her. And as we're talking, I said, where are you going? He said, well, I'm going to see my two children. I said, who are they? He said, Elon and Kimball Musk. You ever heard of them? I said, <laughs> and I said, no, the U.S. is a big place. It's not small. You know, we don't know everybody. He said, you never heard of Elon Musk, Kimball Musk? I said, no, I don't. I said, do they play football or baseball? <laughs> he looked at me. He started laughing. And he said, um, he was going to Denver first and then he was going to California. He said basically his son had started uh, PayPal. And at this time, Tesla wasn't as big, but he had started yeah. it. And he it was him, Elon's mother, and I believe Elon's two sisters wow. uh, that were traveling. So we sat there and talked and uh, I believe he follows me on Facebook. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, even at that time, I don't know because exactly when it took place. But, you know, Elon, if he's not the richest person on the earth, he's really close to it. Uh, he may be taught, he may be taught, but uh, I, I consider him an anointed person of God. Some people looked at him and said, well, he has this background, but he's dating that person. And I'm, I'm looking at what he's doing 
and he's opening up Twitter to to conservative voices again and stopping some of this thing. So, you know, he's go ahead. Will you start to say something? No, I got excited. No, I got excited. You go ahead. I'll, I will. I will chime in later. I got excited. No, I mean it really is. He's opened up and you know changed it to X, and he's doing that. And uh, he's you know he's just a man. He happens to be a very very wealthy man, but he's got God's favor on him, and he keeps inventing things that help the world. I mean, that guy is in, now it's the satellite Starlink that uh, I have Starlink on my system. If, if what I'm on goes down, two seconds later, we're on Starlink. Uh, and uh, it's just, I have a, a panel that's like this. You can't quite see it off the camera. A little bit bigger than that, because I, I don't quite, and it looks like a flat disc, a flat, uh, instead of a round satellite, it's flat pointed in the general direction of the sky where we know that there's satellites up there and that's it. That's one piece. And then the little piece that with no moving parts inside the house, that's the Wi-Fi unit and we're on. I mean, it's just that, that crazy sitting out there on the cement pointed in the general direction. And, and, and I have a really fast connection and it's not going to some intermediate place. It's heading up to the actual satellites in the sky. You know, it's amazing to me. I, yeah. You can tell I get. I love it. I love technology. So, yes. And when you mentioned God's anointing on Elon, he's very intelligent. He is very wealthy. But I remember years ago, I gave a word as the Lord told me. He said because I was praying for Elon because I met his dad. The Lord said, "Tell people to watch Elon. I'm going to use him." I don't even know if he's being know that in some areas he's being used by God, but I 100% believe it. And to me, he's not part of the system. Right. He's not a he's able to do all of these things and still have a voice that's not compromised about issues and things that he sees that's taking place that he feels. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, I say the same thing about him that we say about Trump. They're not Trump is not pastor in chief. He's commander in chief. And and Elon isn't pastor Elon. And so he he may or may not know the Lord yet. I bet he knows that God's using him. But. You know, when uh, I'm not sticking up for the language, but when he tells Disney that's involved in grooming children, even in their movies, go mm, yourself. I don't get all upset inside. I'm thinking, you know, I wouldn't use the language myself, but I agree with the sentiment that, uh, you know, they were going to pull. Disney was going to pull advertising from X, from Twitter for and because. They didn't like all this conservative stuff we're doing. And that's when Elon said, well, this is what you can do, you know? Yeah, he's not in that Illuminati system. He's just not a part of it. God's raised up some individuals this day and hour that had, have wealth, have influence. And then even when you mentioned uh, the Starlink, there was a prophecy years ago that there was going to be a new way to connect to the internet. And it looks like Elon has, he's the person that's putting it together and it would have helped third world nations as well have connectivity. And so, so I, yeah, so that's very powerful. So what's taking place. Well, I know I got a note that they found your picture. So go ahead and throw that up. Uh, that's a look at that picture. That is so what a beautiful family. Thank you. Thank you. And, thank you. And your wife is so tiny and she gave birth to those. four. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. A beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I hope that's a Christmas card this year. Yeah, well, this is, I think, a year ago from last year. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, okay. but they pretty much look the same, just a little bit taller, and maybe I'm a little bit heavier, but <laughs> they all look the same. And uh, that's funny you mentioned my wife. Before she gave birth to the, my first child, my son there in the picture, I was just worshiping the Lord one day, laying on my back, just worshiping the Lord, and the Lord spoke to me out of nowhere. He said, tell your wife when she gets pregnant, if she does this, this, and this, then she will go back to her regular weight. And I told her. Now, is he didn't give Yes. Yeah, so tell share what that was if it's shareable. I don't remember. It was like oh, you don't. don't. It was a okay. it was a short list. Don't eat okay. these foods and you'll go back to your regular way. It was like I just wrote it out on the paper. Really? I wish I would have cataloged it. Yeah. He didn't give me a secret hack for my stomach or from for me, but he gave it to my <laughs> wife and it, it worked for her. So uh, wow. I don't know if she even remembered it after the second child, but do you think that very... I mean as far as you know, then she she followed that list then? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Well, you could sell that for a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> now it's the list is gone. We'll <laughs> yeah. never know, I guess. We'll look I'm going to ask the Lord for it again. That'd be awesome if it's the same word. If it's just something you could share, I bet a lot of women and men, look, I want I want to know what's on that list too. You know, it's always a challenge. Yeah. I just threw away some, I, I got this craving. I, I will get going here in a second, but this last week I got this craving for those candy corn. I haven't had it in a couple of three decades. 
And I ordered the thing on Amazon candy corn. I just, I was craving it. Well, two bags came and it was kind of like a mini thing like that. And I just finally started the second one. I just went in just before the show, literally. I picked him up and I went to the trash can and I threw that whole bag of, this is like, it's so delicious. <laughs> I grew up oh, as a kid with those. They're good. Oh, yeah. they're so good. The right texture, the right sweetness, the right shape is great. Anyway, well, I guess we'll jump into this. You've got two or three, I don't know, some of them are visions, some may be dreams. Are these all in the category of visions or what, what are we going to have today? Well, the first part started out as a night vision so i'm so okay. yeah the way the lord works with me is every few months i have three four nights straight where he just wakes me up like 2 a.m 3 a.m and i'm trying to get back to sleep and he's showing me stuff he's downloading stuff and i'm in and out of just visions and the word of the lord and this was oh. probably day three that i was up yeah. 3 4 a.m and he's just downloading stuff to me and i had this particular night vision Wow. Yeah. Well, jump in and uh, share. I'm looking forward to it. You want to tell them what you called it? Yeah. So I, I, I named it the double scales of justice and judgment. And what happened, I, I was awakened in the night. The Lord began to speak to me um, just about something with my ministry personally. And then yeah. I, I see this vision of this these scales coming down from heaven. And as it gets closer, it gets larger and more defined. And the scales are golden. And it's large, not scales like you can set on your table, but scales that would be the size of a person or larger. Oh, really? Now, you you sent in a drawing. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and show that one. Because you drew this, you pencil and paper. You're a lot better artist than I am. So <laughs> this is what you were seeing. Yes. Well, that's the best rendition of what I was seeing. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with my uh, limited artistic skills, it was a little bit thicker in the middle part. But anyway, what stood out to me was, it wasn't just two scales or four scales that were arrayed in a row. It was these two tiers of scale, scales, okay. two large ones up top, two smaller ones down bottom. And there was like these chain links that linked the upper scales to the lower scales. And so when I saw it, I knew that it was some type of scale, a wing, beam, a balance or something to that degree. And I just looked at it and in my heart, I didn't have to open my mouth because normally when I'm having these encounters, I'm communing with the Lord internally. And I said, Lord, what is this? And that's when I heard judgment and justice. And so I knew these were like golden scales of judgment and justice. And the first thing that the Lord began to uh, impress upon me, the first thing that I heard, I heard this in a strong voice was, the nation's future hangs in the balance. Wow, wow. And he was speaking to me about America. Now I will say this, Steve, uh, and I think I've shared this with you maybe last year or early this year, Hist I think last year. Historically, you know, I was traveling to a lot of countries, going to Africa, going to Europe, going to Caribbean, going to India. Um, I was working a job, as you know. Uh, I mean, I can say it now it was a top secret job and uh, I still was going to countries. You know, they gave me permission and, and to do what I was called for the Lord to do. And primarily the Lord would speak to me about all the nations. But this last year, in December of last year, he told me, he said, 2023, you won't be going to the nations. I'm going to really burn your heart more for the U.S. And you're going to stay in the U.S. and do more ministry. Wow. And so that took place. And so he's been speaking to me more about the U.S. And so to segue back into the vision, when I saw it, I was pondering. I was I was amazed. Like, what is this, Lord? He said, the nation's uh, future hangs in the balances. And he impressed upon me that 2024, 2025, and going a little bit into 26 are very um almost like if you were to think of a the next few decades hinges on what takes place in that okay, window so of time. pivotal pivotal years that that will what like almost be decided in those three-year period based on how we handle that kind of yeah very pivotal years i'm yeah. going to almost put it now this may be a little bit more extreme and intense but i'm going to just to give some imagery for uh the people that the audience yeah. think think germany Okay. After World War One, and they have the opportunity to decide which direction that they're going to go, and they end up choosing the guy with the evil man with a mustache, with a swastika on his arm, and that propelled the entire continent of Europe in the world into a different trajectory than it could have went in if they went some other 
a more moderate conservative type of route. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've, I, I feel that it's these next two, I don't feel the Lord told me these next two years are going to be very pivotal and we have to be very strategic and hear, really hear from the Lord and move by the, uh, the moving of the spirit even the more. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Here in the United States. And are you, did you, how, how literal do you, do you mean that? In other words, do you mean if we're not careful, we will, we have the same opportunity to go to become almost like Nazis or what, how, how specific is that analogy you just gave? I mean. I, I, yeah, I was using it and I said I was maybe being a little bit intense or extreme, but I wanted to paint a picture yeah. of, you you know, use the most intense uh, picture. Yeah. I don't think it will be that extreme because we have too many spirit filled uh, Christians here in the United States. We have, yeah. you know, prayer networks. We have things that Germany didn't have set up at that time. We have uh, a prophetic community and communities yeah. spread across the U.S. that can see and discern and hear in a different type of way. Uh, historically, you didn't really see the prophetic voices rising right. up there. Right. So I don't think it will become that extreme. But there are times in history where you can look and say that this year or this period of time, things shifted for a nation, whether Babylon, Israel, um, Egypt. You know, there's dates and times. If you look at 70 AD and Jerusalem's history, that's the time that things shifted for them. That's the time that you can see General Titus came in and because of their rebellion and because they didn't hearken to the word of the Lord. So we have an opportunity to hear the word of the Lord and to hearken to it. So we make we pivot correctly with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a warning. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you're, you're here sharing that. So, yeah. OK, well, then, then go ahead and proceed with any. Did you give us any idea more details on the scale thing then that you're going to go, go over? Yes, right? definitely. Okay. And so the scales. As I was looking, I noticed that the top two scales were larger and the bottom two were smaller and there was this chain link. And as I asked the Lord, what, what, what does each scale represent? He said the top scale represents the U.S. as a whole and the federal government. Okay. He said that he said these next few years, uh, the shiftings, the movements, the decision making with the U.S. and the federal government uh, are very important. And he yeah. told me he told me to charge the body of Christ to share with the body of Christ that one of the prayers that we should be praying is that God is seated first on the hearts of men's on the throne of men's hearts. Yeah. And secondly, that he's seated. Have the right people seated in places of governmental authority. Yeah. yeah. Especially at the national level. Because that those were the decisions. I mean, the decisions that affect us probably more in our day in day out operation or be more like the city council type of stuff but the stuff that really affects the destiny of the nation happens at the national federal level yeah so he said we need to be praying that god is seated on the throne of men's hearts and then that god is seats the right people that after he's on that heart in the right seats of yeah. power. Now, DeMonte, during the whole COVID thing and post-2021, post we really haven't talked. I haven't talked with you about Trump. I don't think you've been talking about Trump. So I don't know what you even think about Trump. So this is a, literally an open question, but has the Lord spoken to you about Trump going forward? Well, I will say this. The Lord told me to do what Billy Graham did. And I said, what's that? I opened up his book. And I read it and he said that he wished he would have stayed quiet about some of the political stuff. He got in trouble because he overly affiliated with Nixon. But everybody has their own assignment, their own instruction. Yeah. I, I okay. will say, but I, I will say this. I, I do believe, and I, I did share this early because years ago I put a word on the larger list about um, the gentleman that I went to Supreme Court, Neil yeah, Gorsuch. Yeah, right. And yeah, also, I put, yep, I put a word out too that there were going to be three attempts to impeach Trump. And they all were going to fail. And all three took place and all three attempts to impeach him. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you reminded that, me because I'd forgotten about that. Wow. Yes, it was called. Okay. The, I, I think I called it the three peaches prophecy. Oh, OK, uh, so my prophetic opinion, my okay. prophetic thoughts, God definitely raised him up with a plan and purpose. He has to discern that for himself. These challenges that he's going through now, um, 
I think he has to look past that and look past even trying to prove himself or having any vengeance against these people and look at, hey, I want to do something for America. I want to do mm-hmm. something to help this nation. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, let me see if I, I can share this. Okay, I can share it. I have to ask yeah, the Lord, yeah. can I share it? Okay, yeah. Even when he was talking about border patrols, border security, right. uh, immigration, you know, we met with someone personally that works for Department of Homeland that's that's pretty, you know, up there, not like a low-level worker. And they were sharing some of the possible threats that are already here in the country. And they said, yeah. you know, if some of Trump's policies had went forward, these things wouldn't be in place. And so the other thing that I now I said is jokingly to my wife and to other people, for him to have charges, I don't know how many cases he has now, six, seven, eight, yeah, 20. What, yeah, that's but a he's, bunch. But he still is number one in the polls. He's like yeah. 20, 30%. <laughs> I said, so, I mean, that is definitely a grace. And I've never seen any candidate, I think, lose so much. Um, and, just, stay, yeah. and stay strong. You know, when yes. he said, you know, uh, he would say early on, way early on, I will gladly, I think he was still in the White House at the time. He said, I'm gladly taking the slings and arrows for you because, you know, they're really after you, but I'm just in the way. And I believe that was a true thing. I don't believe we are, you know, I've never believed that we should worship Trump or, uh, but but that, that I do believe we should honor him as a uh, modern day uh, Cyrus, according to Isaiah 45. But he has to be prayed in and prayed uh, for just, which is what you started to say earlier. We, we have to take seriously who our leaders are. So it's not just voting, it's praying. It's not just praying, it's voting. You know, you got to do both and lobby for it. But anyway, what else did you want to say on that? I didn't want to. Didn't so, cut. No, it's all good. I want to jump in that there's been times that I saw two candidates and one I like more and I prayed and the Lord told me, vote for this one. I said, really, Lord? But I know I heard the Lord. And so my friend said, the Lord told me vote for this person, but I was rooting for this person. So we have to hear the Lord corporately and individually. Yeah. And I'll just throw this out here. One of my spiritual daughters from Trinidad gave me a prophetic word. She said, I see you meeting with Trump and I see you meeting with this person and prophesying to him. And the next day, uh, one of the prophets that was uh, part of generals of uh, in- intercessions under, yeah. under City yeah. Jacobs, she's yeah. in Virginia. She gave me the word two days later. And then somebody gave me a word. I see you prophesying to Biden. So if I if I was to meet with any one of them, I would give them the word of the Lord, unadulterated, uncompromised. Yeah, I believe that. I from what I know of you, I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'd be going. I would be saying, well, I'm less enthusiastic about hearing Biden because I don't think you can understand what's being said or process it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you yeah. got to obey the word of the Lord, right? You got to. Yeah. You really got to do it. So, so far, neither one of those has happened, but it's both have been prophesied to you, you're saying. Definitely, definitely. Very cool. Very definitely. cool. And well, yes, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. Well, no, I remember when um, I believe, I'm trying to remember because you told me maybe it's the time you were in the studio uh, or maybe even before that, that I think Trump was in office and you said something about you were trying to have an opportunity to get to Obama because if things didn't change, uh, Obama was going to be a thorn in Trump's side the whole, uh, that whole four years. Do you remember something like that? Do you remember that? I don't remember. I remember saying that he was going to still be on the scene as an influencer. He wasn't just going to retire. And so what would happen was that um, I believe he actually helped, he jumped into the campaign and gave Biden that last boost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, myself included, believe he's pulling the strings behind the scene anyway. Because again, I'm saying I don't have a, the dog I have in this hunt is I don't believe Biden's got the, the mental capacity to do anything. So he has to have, he has to have someone pulling the strings because he doesn't have it. You know, I, I'm not of the school and Lord, forgive me, but I, I feel like I have, it feels like I had the Lord's heart on this. I'm not of the school that says we should honor him as our leader because he's a fake president. He didn't win. It was stolen. And I do hold that strongly. So I don't, I don't hold that back. I don't put it on it. You don't, I'm not requiring you to believe that, but, but so, yeah. Anyway, it's really good. We can talk about it because the bottom line is where we are a thousand percent in agreement is we got to pray this next thing in this next move. Yes. In. Good. And, you know, Biden or Trump or anything else. Right. 
Yes. And I, and I, I will say this, um, no matter who gets in, I still feel like even if they stole their way in, I think there have been probably more than one election that's been stolen. I think I've shared with you before about even the internet, who I felt was controlling certain social media entities that I won't say it. I remember you said, I don't know, you know, that sounds crazy. But yeah. then then you saw how that even you that you came under You told me, yeah, <laughs> you told me you you told me that and I you were the very first person that said um you said Facebook was are you the one that said it was a DARPA project or or did one well, or I, I wasn't that gonna one? say Facebook since you're streaming to it, but oh, I don't care. You <laughs> yeah. know what? No, I, I said I, it, I said I said yes, information gathering tool from one of the agencies. Uh, yeah. and, it, and it was partly funded back. Yeah, and when you were the first person that said it way back when I was sound asleep at the time you said that, I was sound asleep about all this stuff. And now I've been waking up in so many layers and layers and layers and layers. Every time I think I'm really awake and know what's going on, I realize I thought, you know, and then we didn't know about child trafficking back then. I didn't. You might have because you were working at some high level stuff, but you know, I had no idea that it's, evil... it's awful. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It, I mean, it, it goes back into hundreds of years back, and people yeah. use this to steal innocent children's energy so they can prosper and uh, not just have physical pleasure, but they use it. To, to prosper and to remain wealthy. It's like a, it's, it's a wicked type of occultic system yeah. and it's, yeah. it's just grievous. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I'm sorry to interrupt yes. your flow a it's little okay. bit, but go ahead go ahead and jump in where we, wherever we left off here. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about Trump because I want to make okay. sure Good. that after the, after the interview publicly, I share this with you, but the Lord did give me one key that's needed that's adverse within his circle within his of people. Circles? Yes, yeah. the, yes. So I will share with that there with you privately because it's a person's name. Okay. And yeah, then good. you can have your intercessors praying about it. And okay, let's go back to the vision. So yeah. Yeah. in the vision, uh, the Lord was speaking to me about the hearts of men is very important. And I almost liken it to the days of Billy Graham where the preaching of the gospel was turning people's hearts away from sin and repentance. And that's one of the things that really needs to go out is this message of repentance and turning people's hearts back to God. And sometimes in the prophetic community, because we're already serving God, we're already fasting, praying. Sometimes yeah. we don't be evangelistic enough. And so I think we need to have, make sure we have an evangelistic mindset for the nation. There are still people. These pastors in Houston told me they were out witnessing. They said, would you like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Who is that? And then. People have never heard of Jesus Christ and the message of the gospel in the U.S. Really, 2023. Really? I've had two ministries tell me that. What uh, kind was, of what kind of what, did that happen to you yourself? What, no, it happened to my friends, Pastor uh, Brad and Mary. And uh, were they, was this like something like at the market or in a plane or what? What kind of do you know? They I'm were out curious. in the they were out in the streets doing some okay. type of evangelism. Wow, wow! <laughs> and they encountered wow. people. But I've heard that from other ministries, people that. It was like, who's Jesus Christ? <laughs> they didn't know who he was. They didn't know about the gospel message. They were. Well, I mean, totally... this is you know not to get on the whole thing, but this is why the Lord isn't ready to come any moment because this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. You, and if if you at the highest possible uh, amount out of eight billion people on the earth, maybe two billion have actually heard Jesus preached. Ooh. Six billion haven't. Wow maybe five and a half billion. So that's why it surprises me that there's that one's in the U.S., but I know it's that way all over the earth. Yes. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think about places like India have some of the largest crusades, most frequent crusades, yeah. but still only 4% of the population are Christians. So there's a vast opportunity to share Jesus with the hearts of men. But yeah. in the vision... Uh, so I saw the, the federal government, the U.S., and then the bottom parts were the states. And when I looked at those bottom scales, I had, it's like that vision kind of went into the background and I saw a map of the U.S. Imagine looking flat on the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And, and different states began to turn, like light up, like like a dance floor. Just yeah. light up oh, for wow. a quick second. Like the, Remember the Michael Jackson, Billy yeah. Jean video yeah. where he steps on a panel, it lights up, but then it... right. That's how it was, almost like that. And the Lord was showing me that these states were ones 
that had come into, uh, uh, I guess, a pocket of his will that were not in rebellion in totality. And he was saying that uh, it was a time of judgment for the states, but also for the nation. And now let me say this, when we heard the word judgment, people always think it's a negative connotation, angels coming mm -hmm. out, striking people, but there's right. two sides to judgment, injustice. And scales have already always been used to represent justice because there's two sides. Right. One side is if you go to court and you had you had an argument and you won this case against, let's say, Big Pharma or something, it could be a judgment in your favor. Yeah. It doesn't right. always have to be negative. You know, so we want to move out of rebellion and missing the will of the Lord and move over into the will of God and being in, in obedience. Well, yeah. I mean, I think and, that's and there's a, a reward. And so, I think it's a Daniel where there's that one thing that says the courts were set and judgment was rendered in favor of the saints. Boom. There's your word judgment in favor of the saints. So that's yes. The, yeah. Yes. And, and, I, and I think that that's what the Lord was showing me that these states that lit up, it was as if they were receiving favor from the Lord. They were receiving a judgment of favor. Um, and now, probably is that, I, is that any states that you can share or is it just generically somewhere lit and somewhere? It happened so fast. I okay. couldn't even, it was just, it was like okay. in three seconds. I saw it boom, 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 boom. And it went across the U S and I didn't okay. even have time to see which right. ones were work. Cause the vision was kind of the, the scales were, behind the vision of the map so it's kind of superimposed yeah. so and it happened so quick okay. and i wish i would have saw the states but i think it was more symbolic right i don't think the lord wanted me to see the states i think he was just trying to convey right. the principle and message to me yeah okay. and so when that happened uh the lord began to, and so i was like what are these strains but i saw that as as the states moved in a certain direction, it would affect the nation. And as the nation moved in a certain direction, it would affect the states. Because, you know, as I as I thought about it after I woke, there have been decisions that have been made at the national level that now all the states adopt policies yeah. that were not adopted before at the state level. Then sometimes things happen at the state, even cases being overturned or, or, or state level precedents that go to the federal level and affect the Supreme Court or affect uh, uh, national thinking. And so he was showing me how the two affect how these scales will move in either direction towards yeah. the plans of the enemy or towards the plans of heaven. Good, good. Well, okay. And is that is that it on that one? No, or the last part going? of this was the coalition. Okay, good, good. I see that now. And so at the end, I saw the word coalition. And the Lord was downloading to me that uh, there are individuals I saw at the base of this scales. I saw a treasure chest that opened up and it was like these angels that were like wind. They would be angels, but it quickly turned into wind. They would grab the scrolls and like take them out to a person. There were people in each state that God was going to give them a burden, a mandate. And they needed to make a decision if they were going to decline or accept it to lead, raise up coalitions to influence the direction that their state was going in for the kingdom of God. And it, it doesn't have to be under the word coalition. It may not even have a name or a term, but it, it was an assignment. And, and if, even if they don't use the word coalition, you coalesce, or my, my care, you coalesce, you coal, so you bring together what? what? What are they to be bringing together? So the Lord reminded me right before the pandemic, I went to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was preaching at a small church. And right when I finished preaching, I heard the Lord say to me, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an assignment for the region. And I'm thinking, I don't even know anybody. I only know this one church and barely know them. And I walk in the audience, I see a, a woman of God that you know I knew from somewhere else. And I didn't know she lived in the region. She gives me this word. I see you coming back doing something for the region. I said, okay. Then towards the end, I see another woman of God. Her name's Apostle Roma. And I said, I didn't know you were in this region. Yeah, I'm in this region too. And she gives me the exact same word privately. Whoa. Whoa. And so, so that's three times in like 30 minutes. And I began to pray about it. And the Lord said, reach out to the few that you do know, share the vision with them that um, you're supposed to help bring leaders together in that community. And as you bring them together, uh, two, a few things are supposed to happen. Reconciliation, because if there's divisions within the kingdom, it's going to be hard to really move things corporately. Right. Secondly, corporate intercession. 
The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000. But you get 100 leaders, 50 leaders praying, and they're on the same page. Who knows what you can move and do? Yeah. And then the third thing was supposed to happen were, were these like functional teams. And so I ended up going back to Harrisburg, had another apostle that enlisted his help, and he brought in these other people as well. We had about 90 pastors, wow. fivefold ministry gifts, intercessors. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Now, I had only been in that town one time before, but it came back and was able to gather all of these leaders. Yeah, that's really unusual. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the first day, the Spirit of the Lord fell. We had to contend and press through. And people were, they were hugging each other, were apologizing for past offenses and grievances. And then the second day, we prayed and interceded. The second day, they broke out into different teams to tackle different issues that were taking place hey, in the state. Wow. Uh, whether it was education, whether it was crime. Uh, because what we found out, there were a lot of people doing the same thing, but doing it separately. So now if they come together, they can do it better. So they, were, they were more, <laughs> excuse me, they're more in competition with each other because they were each doing it on their own. So it's, it almost creates competition, doesn't it, that way? Yeah, well, the issue was some didn't know what the others were doing. Okay. So they couldn't even compete. They couldn't even compete or help each other because they didn't know. They didn't even know what this pocket was doing over here. Or that pocket was doing over there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for this, just me personally, I feel like God's given me a grace to bring leaders together for multicultural, um, for multi-denominational, to just flow into all those streams. I think that's what we really need to see. And this next more multicultural, more multi, I don't even want to say denominational, multi-streams coming yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. For and, and we don't have to agree on everything. We don't That's have to right. have the same. Now, some things we, look, the divinity of Jesus, yeah. the reality of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to compromise on those, those things. But right. as far as if women can be preachers, stuff like that. Look, yeah. we need we need to prepare for the des the future of America. We need all the preachers we can get, all the people That's sharing the good. gospel. So there's some things that we can have some wiggle room on, but we need to come together for one common goal and purpose. So these are not organizations being formed. These are like groups being formed for a period of time until the Lord says, okay, your assignment's done now, break off into the next. That's really good. That's really good. And you're saying in each, is it was it that in each state, uh, God's asking someone to coalesce or uh, uh, what's the word Co the, to build yes. coalitions or was it in every state he was going to reach out to someone? My impression was it was every state okay. that, that the angels were being sent with scrolls, which were invitations to okay. be commissioned for those roles, to accept those roles. And one of the things he showed me that some of the people that he was going to speak to, they would feel like they're the most unlikely people or most unqualified, but he was going to give them a supernatural grace yeah. if they accept the assignment. It's, it's yeah. like in Isaiah, when Isaiah sees the Lord, you know, he was high and lifted up. The trainer has role filled the temple in Isaiah, I believe six. And he says, whom will go for us? Whom shall we send? Isaiah could have said, not me, Lord, the guy over there. He had to yeah. accept the divine <laughs> commissioning from heaven for that assignment. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And um, any last word on that part? about how would someone, because people that there's people out there, like you said, they, they, they consider themselves the least likely. How will they know other than they hear the voice of God straight, but God will be trying to get a hold of someone and they may not even have the standard ability to hear the voice of the Lord. I, you know what I mean? And how yes. will they know that God's calling them to this? My impression, because I saw the scrolls and I saw the angels is yeah. that God's going to give them, a supernatural sign. Okay. And I don't mean necessarily in the sky. I mean, it's going to be a, a series of dreams yeah. or it's going to be a vision and there's going to be a burden. So yeah. it's going to be a vision, a dream, an audible word of the Lord, but there's going to be a burden that comes with it. And that burden is going to stay with that person until they make a decision. And then God may choose somebody else. Uh, just like with Catherine Kuma, you know, look, she said, God said, you're like the third or fourth choice, but she still did a tremendous job with her ministry. So yeah. God, God will raise up some people, but he's going to go to his first picks first. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. All right. Yes. Is that the end of that one? Now you have one yes. for, on a second one that you had on November 30. 
and it's this title of what God spoke to me about abortion. So I'm really curious about this because, you know, we had Roe v. Wade overturned, but now the whole, the issue didn't go away at all, did it? It's not no. going away at all. So, it's a hard issue. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard issue, and it's an issue of discerning the heart of the Father. Okay. Uh, because, you know, people can have an opinion about if you if it's okay if you do it six weeks or six months or don't do it. But ultimately, it's about discerning the heart of the Father and the heart of God. And so I was downstairs in my basement. I was uh, on my little prayer chair, and I finished reading and praying. And sometimes what I do, I'll just lay my head down for a second and just get quiet. Yeah. And for two reasons. One, just to see if the Lord speaks anything to me. And two, just to prepare myself for when I go back upstairs, the kids are going to be jumping on yeah. me and stuff right. like that. So, so give me a few seconds to decompress after prayer. Yeah. And the Lord spoke this to me. I was actually surprised because this wasn't on my radar and I wasn't praying about it. I hadn't even thought about it in, I don't know, a year. Honestly, I'm just being honest. It came out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And what he spoke to me was when people commit abortions, they're not just killing a physical person or child. They're killing off the purposes of God for that child in the earth. And so it's not just the, the physical being being aborted. What God has deposited in them is being aborted. Everything they ever were going to accomplish in the kingdom is, is just destroyed. Everything. Yeah. Imagine Moses. I mean, God would have raised up a deliverer, but it maybe was another seven or eight or 12 years before all of the pieces of the puzzles were perfectly aligned the way that he wanted them. He saved Moses. Imagine a King David or, or a prophet Elijah or a Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. or a Martin Luther or, yeah. you know, a Benny Hinn. I mean, we could name a number of people that imagine if the, the, the countless of lives that were impacted through one person's life. And so I knew this, you know how you know something, but you, you know it, but you don't know it. Yeah. It's like, I knew it somewhere in the back of my mind and my thoughts, of course, but it's like, now I knew it. I heard it. And I felt God's, I want to say grief over it. Okay. Yeah. That he grieves over when he packages, puts something in a person and he knows that he has a plan for that person. They come into the earth. Even sometimes they come under the worst of circumstances. Hmm. But they come into the earth and God said, look, I'm, I have a plan for this person. And now not just the person, but what he intended to do to help others, to help communities, to help families, to help nations, to help systems. Poof. And so he has to, you know, he always has his way in a different type of way. But it's something about God's perfect will that's just better and more fruitful and more full. Right. And the Lord took me back in that moment in my thoughts and in this inner vision, maybe eight years ago, I was preaching in a church. The Lord yeah. stopped me. It was a lot of deliverances happening. And Lord just had me call his word out. There are some of you that have had abortions. You've been in God. You've been in the church. You're spirit filled. But the enemy's still bringing condemnation on you. Get up to this altar. Well, the pastor's wife came. Well, pastor's mothers came. Women that were 70, 80 years old came to the altar. Young girls came. I mean, 17, 19, 20. Wow. I mean, women from the ages. And two men two men came because, you know, they didn't have the abortion themselves, but they were part of it. Yeah, they wanted they, the they, Some might have even insisted on it. That gave the, the woman almost no choice. You know, they knew that they made it happen. They were insisted yes. on it. Yeah. You see yes. that. And so... Even before the decree went forth, it was a weeping at the altar that I remember. Wow. And wow. that weeping was a weeping of an upheaval of a burden and weight of shame and guilt that was lifting off of them. And the Lord just had me decree forgiveness for them. They hadn't forgiven themselves and the enemy was still riding them, even though some of them were preaching, prophesying, doing all of that stuff. The Lord showed me the impact. It had a, it had, it had a blow on their soul. Mm. Yeah. And so... Yeah, especially as they got deeper in God, they didn't feel good about it. And so the Lord wanted me to share two things. One is that there are going to be individuals that are going to get part of the purposes of the of those that were aborted. They're going to get, they're going to, I'm going to give an example. 
I prophesied to a leader one time. The Lord says he's giving you this assignment to gather leaders to do this and do this in this region. He said, okay, thank you. I'll pray about it. He didn't do it. Two years later, the same month, I had a church at the time I was pastoring. At the end of the service, this lady comes in. I can see her face. Her name is Selena. I can see it now. She came from Go Church in Virginia Beach. And she lived in North Carolina. She came to the service at the end and said, Lord, told me, leave my church, come to you and say, the Lord is giving you this word to do this and do that. It was the same exact word I had given all the leader two years ago, older man. And because he wouldn't do it, the Lord was, and I said, Lord, why are you telling me this? He said, he wouldn't do it. Then will you do it? So they're going to be, we all have our own assignment that we're born with, but some yeah. of us are going to pick up the assignments that have been killed off wow. from abortion. Yeah. Someone else, re, uh, abortion, you're saying. And so you're kind of telling two things here. One is abortion got killed off, but others were someone re, refused the, the request by God. Both of those things are aborted destinies, right? If someone God yes. doesn't want you to do that and he didn't, okay, that's an aborted destiny. It's like a spiritual abortion. And then there's the literal abortion. It's also, yeah, it's like a twofer here on this one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. And I watched that that leader. I mean, I watched things kind of drop a little bit for him. I'm going to be honest. And then the last thing is the Lord said that there's believers, there's preachers, there's powerful ministry gifts, there's people that they need to know that there is no condemnation for them. There is forgiveness. And he yeah. wants them to forgive themselves, not to do it again, and to share their testimony of how it affected them even 10, 20, 30 years later. So others would know that there's a price that comes with it. It's not just actually you do and walk away. And so now on you know, that one thing that you're talking about right now, where you talk is that are you applying that to someone that had an abortion or someone who said no to God? Which which are you referring to? To someone right? that had the physical abortion, abortion. with a baby. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Yes. I'm sure it yeah. can apply to the others as well. I remember it was like the 1989 or 90, because we lived in Dallas, Texas area, and God told me to give oh, I, I know somehow i had said something in the church i was a i was like a group leader but i wasn't part of the leadership of the church but like a home group leader um and this very conservative young woman came up to me and she says can i talk to you this after it was like at ministry time and i wasn't even on the ministry team and she says i need prayer i had an abortion a few years ago and she was so, she would have been the person you would have never, wow. ever thought. She was so conservative and so well-spoken and so, she would like, she didn't look like the kind of person that would do that. Well, to me, it was, God put a real easy spirit to forgive him. And so I just began to minister forgiveness and restoration to her. But I, that from that day to this, I'm stunned knowing how many people have had abortions who have never come to someone and said, I need to confess to someone I had an abortion and have and, and get prayer for it. Because some people say, if I just don't tell anybody, I'll just tell God. He'll be the only one that'll know. And he and I will work this out together. Are you shaking your head like this? No, I'm and, agreeing and, with you. I'm, yeah, I'm, right. I'm just shaking my Because even yeah. as you're talking, I'm seeing just faces of people I don't know. And more really? that I'm seeing look, look like they're pa pastors, leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to get, they need to the enemies be whipping them internally about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like confess. There's that one scripture, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And there are things that you need to tell like that, like an abortion that you need to at least tell one human being who, who you trust, who is in a place that you would listen to him or her and, and confess that and, and have a ministry of forg forgiveness and reconciliation and make all the difference in the world. Cause if you say, well, just God and I will fix it. He didn't kind of set it up that way. He set it up for, for you to confess your sins one to another most of the time, at least on really big stuff like an abortion. Yes. I, he doesn't really, I mean, he'll forgive you. He's already, he'll forgive you the moment you pray for it. So don't, don't take me wrong. He, he forgave you if you had an abortion the moment you asked for it. But that didn't fix the soul wound. You needed to have a confession with another human being and talk it out and have them. That's that's what I'm seeing right now. I 100% agree, especially for, I mean, if you stole a parking space and cut somebody off in the parking lot, I don't think you need to call. Yeah, right. And have a confession. But for big right. stuff, 
that yeah. can really impact your life and and impact your 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 conscious yes and yeah. I, when i was maybe 13 i went to the uh, public library with my grandmother and i saw this book and it was autobiography of a well-known evangelist during the 70s and 80s and for some reason i was just drawn to it i, I grabbed it i read it and i remember that he said this he had an issue now this is an 80 so he's over it now he had an issue with porn with lust because of his family okay. upbringing and all these things and um, he had gotten in trouble once and the lord said if you ever have this issue again go to these two or three men get prayer do not keep a secret before wow. you know so that it won't consume you well yeah. he had a little skirmish he didn't do that he tried to just take it to god and then the next thing I remember as a kid seeing him on national TV saying that I've sinned against God wow. and he had like the fifth or fourth largest ministry in the U.S. But I read that in his book as a teenager. And I think the Lord wanted me to see that there is times you just need to go to somebody and say, this is the issue I'm struggling. This is what I did. And because the enemy loves to work in darkness. So we have to bring some things to the light. Yeah, that's real important. And there's things in the news in the Christian news right now. Um, and accusations are flying, and we've even talked about that on the show. You know, if someone had gone to those, to their brother way early on and say, I'm struggling with this, help me, I'm, I'm, I'm coming this close to falling, or maybe I fell and I did this one thing, can you restore, help get me restored? And it was a one-off event, and the brother says, yes, I'll come alongside, I'm going to make you accountable, we'll get you restored. Let's talk it through. Let's make sure that there's nothing that's that you've confessed to the to the. If you had a victim, you know, I'm talking about some sort of one-off thing where you're starting to be tempted. It could have stopped a whole decades-long series of stumbling and sin, and yes, taking yes. a whole take, potentially taking a whole movement with you, you know, because you because you just carried it or just nursed it along. In some cases, they didn't just carry it; they nursed it. In other yes. words, they, they gave it, they fed their flesh. That's what I mean when they, they fed their flesh with, you know, they made opportunity for the flesh on purpose. They you know, did. Closed, yeah. closed doors with no windows on it and a lock and meeting privately here. Now you're feeding your flesh. Now you're just asking for it, right? You, you, you're, you're not struggling with it. You've yielded to it. That's yeah. when, and then that's when demonic entities come in and the, the person yeah. gets in deception. There. They get deceived themselves. Yeah. 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 But we thank God for, you know, every one of those cases that happen. God has 10 others that are living righteous and That's living good. by the word. And uh, one of good. those particular incidents that you, I think that you're maybe referencing, I was in a meeting and um, I believe it was Dutch Sheets and Jim Gall, James Gall was on stage. They were talking about the prophetic and apostolic community. And I see this person's face. I don't really, I don't follow that person's ministry. And I text the host that I saw their face and I know there was something going on with that person. And it came out two weeks later. Oh, um, wow. But the Lord told me that city, that, that city is going to have another revival. It's going to be different than before, but there's going to be an outpouring that hits that city. So I know the Lord has something to that's wash really, away. That's a good word because the Lord's saying, that's a word to anyone that feels like, Everything was for naught. All of these things I did, thinking I was part of something big, and now it was all a lie. The whole thing was a lie. And the Lord's basically saying, no, the whole thing wasn't a lie. A person might have been living a lie, but the whole thing wasn't a lie. The prayers were to, were given, you know. They had, and that, that, that principle always exists. The, a similar one, but it's a much more innocent one compared to others. But do you remember the whole well, there was the Jim Baker and the Jimmy Swagger. That was 80s and all of this falling down. And God gave me a word of the Lord to give to a church. I wasn't speaking much in those days, at very, very beginning stages, 88. I was very young. I was just, just over 30-some years old. And and uh, the people had given thousands and thousands of dollars uh, to, of their tithe, thinking that they were serving the Lord. And it, it had been misused in a huge way. And they thought it was all for nothing. And this part of the word, I'm not going to preach the whole thing, but the part of the word was, I'm not even sure if I can say it the way I said it. It says, many of you feel taken advantage of, and you were taken advantage of, but the Lord still intends you to reward you for every single dollar you donated with a heart to donate. You give... Yeah. 
given it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, that will never be taken away uh, because they found out later the person was abusing the money and spending it on something else totally. And so they were they were never be robbed of their of their precious tithe money or sacrificial money. It was given and rewarded basically all in the same time. So the same thing yes. for those that get caught in the movement that falls, you're still rewarded for everything you did within that movement from the heart, from your heart. God does not remove that because he knew what was going on behind the scenes the whole time. You know, yes. and I'm just talking about in general, any movement that falls. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, you got to thank the people that served King David. God stirred up their spirit to serve him. He had an issue with Bathsheba, but that didn't counsel your obedience to follow the spirit of God to help him build his kingdom. Yeah. Um, so I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. So, well, okay. Is there more to that one on the abortion? Did you get it all in there? Yeah, I believe that was it. That was it. Yes. Well, how do you feel about um, praying for the people, you know, that they're, this is some, some of it's heavy revy as this, as the saying goes, you know, it's some, <laughs> some re heavy revelation about the abortion. There's people that just listened to that and have never gone to anybody, anybody. Yes. Maybe, maybe let's just pick that one. Uh, and then that God gives you anything else too. Maybe just pray for people in that area. Yes. Well, Father, we thank you that there's no condemnation when we're in Christ Jesus. And yeah. Lord, we pray that you would unpull back the covers, yeah. remove the veils where people have even suppressed these things into the dark places of their subconscious and let the light of your forgiveness, let the light of your inner healing, let the light of the Holy Spirit permeate and penetrate into those deep recesses of their emotions, of their will and their mind to bring healing and forgiveness. And we rebuke the hand of the enemy that will point the finger of accusation against you because now mm. as you receive it, you're covered in the blood of Jesus and your past is covered in the blood of Jesus yes, and there's liberty for you. So we proclaim the liberty and forgiveness of God. And I yes. feel this from the Lord. Some of you need to worship right now Give thanksgiving right now for the Lord has already paid the price for your sin, for your action, and for what has taken place. You need to just worship the Lord and he's going to give you joy because I see like a pitcher with water being poured out. But I heard the word joy is going to give you joy in those areas where you have anxiety, depression, and shame that have weighed you down, that you carry with you. Sometimes you don't even know why. It's because of the abortion that took place that you were partaking. So there's yeah. going to be an exchange of joy as you receive forgiveness and give God thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Praise God. Really good. Really good. And then uh, for those of you watching, and many of you just got some real release right there. You just felt it leave. And, and others of you said, I still feel like, I feel like I've got to tell somebody that I've never told anybody. Find someone you truly trust to, to administer grace and love and forgiveness. Don't go to a hardcore person that's that's yelling at people with sin. Don't go to that person. Go to someone who wants to administer grace and love yes. and forgiveness and say, I've got to get this off my chest. And if it's a man and you say, I, I know it was that person that got the abortion, but I, I kind of made her do it. There's a bunch of men that that applies to where they've never heard that before because it was the woman that did it. But you knew secretly she did it to please you. Yes. Yeah. So yes. anyway, that's really good. That's a good little bit of a word of wisdom. And let's talk about your book that you have. How many books do you have out right now? Um. Ooh. One, two, three, four, five Whoa. books. Whoa. This, this <laughs> I had to think. This some of them behind me on the wall. But the supernatural dimension of dreams, understanding how God works while you sleep. Uh, this really gets into that. All the things, well, many of the things that God does while we sleep, how he does them and helping us to better receive wisdom, uh, revelation, understanding, and instruction through our dreams. Also, I answered some questions about nightmares, sleep paralysis, deja vu. And oh, uh, in, the, in the back, I have 21 qu most common questions that people ask me and some answers to them. And if, especially for the prophetic people, we delve into how the Lord gives you supernatural impartation and instructions and all different types of goodies that's packed in this book is forwarded by dear sister, Dr. Jane Hammond, 
uh, Bill Hammond's daughter, who's an international prophetic voice. Oh, very good. Figure. Very good. Now, I see your website there, but you did tell me it, you almost prefer people to go to Amazon and get that book. It's yes. faster. It's shipped to them, especially if they're if you're like me, you get Prime, everything Prime, where it's free delivery. So, so go to. Uh, we're putting that link, the actual Amazon link, in the description below. If you're watching this on a desktop, you put it. It's in the description. I guess the same thing happens if you're. I, I don't tend to use my device, my little iPhone, for everything. <laughs> but below this, even on iPhone, there's supposed we're putting the link to Amazon for that book. And that looked like there was something inside a cover. What was that? Is that a workbook thing or that picture that we showed had someone slipping that out? Of a, no, you know no, that that was just like a, you know, sometimes when you get like the old encyclopedia sets, it yeah. would have a box to just protect it so you could put it on oh, the shelf. Okay. So that was okay. just one of those boxes that if oh. a person had multiple copies, they could oh, slap okay, it nice. in there. Yeah, yes. pretty, pretty nifty looking. There's my 1980s nifty. <laughs> so let's say, yeah, it says all platforms will have a link. So go to that and support this ministry. We appreciate uh, you, uh, DeMonte, very, very much. And we'll have you on many more times. But uh, thanks for your words of wisdom and words of counsel and prophetic. And keep them coming. Yeah. So thank you. All right. Well, God bless you, everyone. Let's see a quick reminder that uh, Cindy McGill will be on in the morning, 11 o'clock Pacific. And then on Thursday morning, uh, Robin Bullock will be on, and you don't want to miss that. Plus, we're going to run that story that we filmed out in Florida a few weeks ago that uh, it, it involves Robin Bullock as well. So you, you're not going to want to miss Thursday at all. So. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you in the morning at 11 o'clock Pacific. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.